following podcast may contain some adult language. You've been warned. Welcome to Finding the Narrative, the Genesis RPG podcast. This is a show dedicated to the Genesis role-playing system created by Fantasy Flight Games and produced by Edge Studios. A show in which we, your hosts, discuss all things Genesis from both the players and a GM's perspective. I am Tony Fanning, and with me, as always, are my good friends and co-hosts, Chris Holmes and Stefan Dragonspawn. How are we doing, Stefan? Stefan is doing very good. Uh, back again to talk gaming and dice and stuff with my two best friends, uh, best oh, co-hosts awesome. ever. <laughs> Sorry, Thanks, Jamie. Boy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll be doing hopefully some more gaming because now our internet is getting uh, back online. So Tuesday I've got a game and uh, hopefully joining you guys on Thursday. So awesome. What about you, Tony? Uh, Chris, sorry. Oh, it's Wrong okay. Um, well, uh, this week um, I've realized I am now running three games. <laughs> Dungeon Mastering one, Star Mastering another, and Game Masters. Game Mastering or Star Mastering Star Wars? Anyways, that would be uh, you're the force mastering. I'm force mastering it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So last night we had a, a session zero for that. Um, pretty cool. Been having fun. Um, and I went golfing yesterday morning. Went golfing this morning. And um, the only other two words that I have to say: darkness rising, baby. <laughs> Actually, that's yeah! three words. Yeah, darkness rising, Tony. What does that mean? <laughs> hmm? uh, so well, yeah, I've been busy doing this little thing called star wars the old republic online apparently chris and jamie and i all just really love playing that together fucking so, a dude <laughs> we created a guild with my son sean we we got back into the game we've been full on like right probably i probably played at least 40 hours in the last two weeks of yeah. it <laughs> too bad sith lives matter was taken for a guild name we yeah. tried but we came up with what Darkness, darkness rising darkness rising baby yeah <laughs> and i must tell you and jamie and sean when you guys are listening to this um having so much fun tanking for you guys and role-playing and just having a good fucking time that's I, great i like the fact that i get to play a space wizard and shoot lightning from my fingertips so that's all yeah you do <laughs> and then you know you pop the you know you pop the crowd control because you don't know your role you don't know your abilities, but that's okay, oh. right? <laughs> Just respect. Give me a chance. I know. <laughs> just figuring um, the, figuring the puzzles out or just of the dungeons, just fun. It's good. And practicing, it's good. It's fun. Now, I know you complained about... Awesome. Did you just complain about GMing three separate games? In a no, I realized, yeah. I realized that I'm running three separate games, and I'm like, wait a second, I went from plane to now running you're talking to the guy that runs like five separate fucking games <laughs> i know <laughs> okay i know <laughs> I, I didn't realize i didn't know if it was a complaint all right so yeah right. yeah gonna start yeah. gonna start and then you got go ahead Stefan. 
sorry. Sorry, I was, I was going to say, and you got the third guy who hasn't been playing almost anything for At months. All. <laughs> I hear you, man. If I, I was in the you. desert, I'd be dying of thirst. Because <laughs> uh, Stefan's husband called me the other day. He says, why is my husband sleeping with his dice now? Why? 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 <laughs> he misses them. They're his precious. He hasn't rolled them I wake them up in, in the middle while. of the night and... Uh, I wake up in the middle of the night and roll dice just for the hell of it. <laughs> oh, we're gonna triumph! I'm gonna fall asleep fast. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of rolling, speaking of rolling dice tonight, we're gonna be rolling a lot of percentile dice, guys. Because right. what are we talking uh, yeah. about tonight? We are on episode sixty-four, the totally random episode, as Stefan yeah. named it. However, we will be visiting the Keyforge area and. Randomizing some species, yay! Yeah, this could be, this would be pretty fun. I hope I'm creative enough. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like a box of chocolates. <laughs> Don't know how much you're gonna get, Tony. Free yep. alien chocolates. You never know yes. what's gonna be in them. Tentacles. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah. Creamy centered or hard candy. Um, actually, Tony, <laughs> um, you're a Duma. It's actually. Uh, Episode 65, 64 was Pay Your Tab. Oh, okay. 65. Actually, no. Actually, it's episode 67 because actually 66 was the actual play. Was so, it now? I don't know. I don't really freaking know. I think it's episode 66. It, it's We're getting up there. It's we can't remember how many we've done. Episode sorry, 66. Oh, oh, oh. It's, sorry, people. No. Episode 66. Yes, episode 65 was a salvage AP, so this one would be 66. Yep. All right, we're on it. <laughs> like I said, I'm old. We know what numbers we're doing. Are, numbers are hard. <laughs> yeah. And then final, yeah. uh, we've done a lot of these. <laughs> we have, and you know, we're we, we you know we keep getting the listener feedback and everybody enjoying it, and you know we're gonna yeah. keep doing it until we until we are not enjoying it anymore until this becomes work for us um it. it was so hard well, man is, for now it's fun yeah so hard today i this did not want to get off 66. of six yeah it's, and uh order 66 ahead, is that what you were going with yeah sorry do we have <laughs> we a delay the exact opposite we're not the order six we're doing something totally random there's no order it's we're chaotic 66 no. it's chaotic 66 there you go <laughs> No, it was really tar- really hard going away from like Sothor today to come do this, but you know we're doing it, man. I'm making a sacrifice, not tanking. <laughs> Gonna take a break for just a couple hours. <laughs> You'll hit level seventy five soon enough. Let's go record this. Yeah, let's. <laughs> All right, everyone, we are here with um, boosting the signal now with Stefan, where he's sharing all of the ha ah, Genesis news, fresh off the wire, and then I'm um, going to review, you know, projects from the Foundry, and you have a list here. What you got for us, buddy? Yeah, thank you, Chris, for that warm introduction. Yes, I uh, have a couple of products uh, that uh, saw on the Foundry. Um uh, a listener uh, of the show, Kyle Scarp, reached out to us to let us know that his uh, his very first pr- uh, 
product, the new baby, is now available on the uh, drive through RPG Foundry. It's called the New Angeles Tour Guide. So this is a, uh, a great little 15-page uh, resource for the Android setting and the city of New Angeles. And uh, Kyle does a really great overview of each city district, uh, including Luna District, which is sometimes forgotten. And then a few, yeah, and a few points of interest in each uh, district. And he even added what it costs uh, to live there, you know, if you're calculating lifestyles, depending on, uh, you know, per year, every month, and every day. And that's depending on your your lifestyle from disenfranchisto to risti. Nice. So that could be pretty cool. Mm and then, uh, yeah, rarity modifiers, because some items might be more difficult to find in some sections than others. You know, if it's more seedy or uh, run down, it might be easier to find drugs and illegal things, whereas uh, might not be so so easy in the, uh, the very posh areas. Oh, that's cool. And vice versa for other things. Yeah. So it's a nice, really well laid out uh each page, when he talks about a section of the city, there's a little map that highlights what part uh, of the city it's nice. in. So, uh, really expert layout. I found it really nice. So, uh, check it out. You know, only three ninety nine for, for all of that. You know, it's very professional with the same background as the Android books. So, wow, sounds like a nice show little notes. nice little nugget. <clears throat> sounds great. Oh yeah. Yeah. I've had a yep, look at it. It's, it's nice. Yeah, Excellent. Oh, I was very pleased with it too. At first, I, uh, I was thinking. At first, I was thinking, fifteen pages for four bucks. But like, there's a lot of stuff in those fifteen pages. If people are thinking that, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> yep. Cool. Yeah. No. Definitely does a, a good job. It even mentions the, uh, the the stations on the uh, the beanstalk as well. So a quick overview there. And then we have our uh, an Amber uh, Keyforge uh, supplement. Adventures in Island. So uh, Visions in Amber. And this is a very first product uh, called Golem's Adventure Seed Packet, the Gasp. So it is... I read these uh, one product about these guys that uh, came up with uh, what's, what they call the Golem. Golems, Genesis Organization, Legions, and Enterprise Management System. So they have a little source book out for managing organizations. And now they came out with this uh, Keyforge uh, little setting. Uh, well, not a setting, adventure, sorry. Uh, for the Crucible. And it includes some adver- adversary cards, seven of them. Two area maps, uh, some character art uh, as well, and their uh, sort of breakdown of their golem organization within the uh, because you, you do have factions in Keyforge, so they use kind mm-hmm. of their uh, golems things to uh, to org- organize them. So if you're not sure what kind of adventure types, adventures, or story arcs to run in, Cru- in the Crucible, this can hopefully help you a little bit, guide you. Uh, as a starting point, the cover art looks awesome, and then some of the interior art that I saw real quickly, really nice, and all of that for only two fifty. So, very nice, awesome. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I hope that this little segment has boosted your guys' signal enough to uh, put something uh, new and shiny on your radar and a couple of extra M bits into the creator's pockets or credits in their account. Oh, and credit sticks. Get hacked. Right. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> and, and Kyle's so credit there you stick. Go. That's my boosting. Yep. <laughs> there we go. So that's my boosting the signal for today, nice and short. But two awesome products. All right. Well, hey, welcome to the Books of Genesis. Ah, uh-huh. ha. Uh, where uh, we're gonna break uh, <laughs> oh nice all right so we're gonna break down a section of one of the books from genesis of genesis bit by bit and like we said before we are gonna look at the key forge setting the um secrets of the crucible so open that book up if you have it to page 37 where we are going to be doing random species creation here create a unique species so um well here we go let's do it um what would you like how would we want to start this off well i know that uh it talks about uh, there's two ways to create create species but we're going to use the random one so all d10s or I mean uh, percentage dice there you go. And we start we start with step one to choose the basic form of what our species looks like. Um, well, before we get to there, we mm. have a, um, let's go over like the starting profile first. Well, right? right. I mean, I th- guys, I think we should talk about the other method. Maybe mention that sidebar there too. Okay. Um, the sidebar, the rules exist to help you create an interesting and unique character, fun species for your game. Particularly when you're random generating, you may end up with results that don't seem to go well together or an option that undercuts the core premise you've established uh, for the species. In cases like this, talk with your GM about how to reconcile these results and make them uh, make for a species you will enjoy playing. This isn't to say that the species shouldn't have downsides. But uh, nor should you be an excuse to throw out your random results, because why have random results if you're going to throw them out? Exactly. But the GM may have to help you come up with ways that these things are going to be used. And that's one thing that we may do with each other is come up with a, a way that that'll mesh. You know, if you get a biomechanical character that's amorphous, uh, you know, yeah. well, you're, you're how does that work out? We can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you're a tiny, you're, you're tiny bits of nanobot. That's what you are. Yeah. Exactly. Liquid metal. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, just so, you yeah. know, work with your GM when you're doing this. Mm-hmm. And then custom design is all about that. The custom design mm-hmm. is um, you would go through the the steps, picking one, mm-hmm. but you then would. You would start with that beginning profile uh, and 110 XP. If you're going to randomize, you don't start with any XP. You roll your beginning XP. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yep. Yeah, even the XP is, is rolled. Yeah, you ignore the cost of your abilities. And um, so. Excellent. Now let's talk about the starting profile, homie. What, what, what is it? 
Well, the starting profile is going to be um, basically like a human. Um, twos in everything. Wounds, 10 plus, your brawn. And um, strain will be 10 plus willpower. Uh, that's basically it. Um, you yeah. cannot... There are a couple the of notes here. starting XP of 110. Uh, well, yes, in a total starting XP of 110, if you're doing the custom design. Um, if you're going completely random, we're going to, we're going to totally randomize that. Now there are a couple of, um, caveats, caveats here, meaning species cannot have a starting XP value below 65. Um, you'll need to change the selections so that the starting XP is at least 65. Okay. That reminds me of like the shopkeeper rules from like Hackmaster. It's like if you roll so horribly, you're like, okay, here are my stats. I'm not going to make a character, but you can make a shopkeeper <laughs> with these stats, right? <laughs> um, and then um, the other one is uh, if you randomly generate the species, um, remember you don't apply the XP adjustments for each step if you choose the random process. So. Yeah. So there's an XP cost next to each, so to next to some of the the values in the in the tables, right? Um, and that's how much you would normally subtract from your 110 when you would mm -hmm. choose. Yeah. Yep. So I use um, I use the example a great start um, going to the very first one that uses that, which is the physiology. And if you were to roll reptilian, you would gain five XP. Gotcha. Uh, if you were to choose that, um, if you were to roll it. You get nothing. You just rolled it. That's what you get. So, yeah, because cool. some phys physiologies or attributes or traits uh, are maybe of a of a disadvantage, cause more problems. So yeah, you get XP yep. back. Whereas some have more advantages, so you get you have to pay the XP if you're. Uh, yep. Customizing. Yeah. So there we go. So we're just gonna go through each one of these so, ten steps. And there's a ton of these. There's, mm -hmm. you know, at least 10 to 12 in each one of these categories. So we're only going to roll, or we're only going to talk about the ones that we roll randomly. Exactly. So I'm going to keep yeah. track here of what all of us are going to roll, what of us roll right. and what we get, and then we'll come up with the, um, then we'll kind of talk about these random species at the end, or as we're yeah. doing it, I guess. Okay. Right? Yeah. So you want me to kick off the first one? Or Why? Well, sure. you know what? I've got Tony... We'll do Tony, Stefan, and then me. Sure. Sounds good to me. Okay. All right. So the first one is when you choose, you're going to roll your species' form. Yep. Uh, species form dictates the overall shape and appearance chosen, and it uses table 1-2, the form table. This step is purely aesthetic and doesn't dictate any sort of other steps of the process. Um, okay. While the species may appear very similar to a whale from Earth, it, that doesn't mean it moves by swimming or breathes air. Um, it might slither along the ground or hover above it. It might subsist <laughs> on photosynthesis or bioelectric <laughs> fields, so on and so yeah. forth. Uh -huh. So the form is going to be, for me, I'm going to roll... 16. All right. So amorphous. Amorphous. Nice. All right. So amorphous, reading it, the species has no clear or consistent form. 
This might be due to soft or malleable biology or constant transformations or unstable, unstable molecular structure. But I am amorphous. All right. Awesome. All right, That's, all right Stefan, what you got, buddy? I got a total of 63, which gives me the humanoid. So basically two arms, two legs, a head, and all the extending from a central trunk with a vertical posture. Nice. You said 63? 63, yes. All right. And I rolled a oh, four. Oh, homie's rolling physical dice. I That's got cool. physical That's dice cool. here, baby. Oh, I am aerodynamic. Oh, I rolled a me four. Me too. Oh. Rolled a four. Okay, so aerodynamic, um, which is, mm-hmm. hang on a minute, I was putting in, I was editing. All right. So aerodynamic would be the species is slim or s- seemingly lightweight and appears to be adapted for flight. Broadly, it remembers it resembles a bird, bat, or similar creature. The species likely has wings, whether or not they can actually, whether or not it actually enables it to fly or not. So, yeah, yeah. we're not well, sure yet. <laughs> we're not. I'm not 100%. <laughs> but if no. I know Homie, now that he has wings, he'll probably roll flight. Just saying. Well, there's that. Though we'll I could see. roll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. <laughs> So could end up being fins. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then Tony, Steph. Okay. So Stefan, why don't you do yep. the step two here for us? Introduce right. step two. So step two. Step two. We go to physiology. Woo-hoo. So, so this is the uh, physiology is the biology and then anim- anatomy, and is uh, selected and uh, selected from or ho- rolled on table one point three. Mm-hmm. Uh, this tells you what species is made of, what sorts of organs or life process it might have. Uh, it could be, it is independent of its form, of course. So while something might be aerodynamic, uh-huh. uh, and, mammal- and mammalian physiology might resemble an earth batch, earth bat, but if it's aerodynamic form made out of mineral, it probably looks very very different well we'll see what i roll then (laughs) all right stefan what do you got go ahead you kick this one off all right i've got the physical dice too let's see i've got 51 51 insectoid Uh, so a humanoid shaped insectoid okay i'm i'm picturing a species that starts with zol (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh maybe. hey i'm telling you maybe some of their species from a world from um yeah. the uh what do you call it the um the tales of the epsilon eclipse might be here yeah so what is ex- we'll insectoid though we oh, kind of know what right. it is go ahead and go ahead and read it or kind of go over what what it says real quickly insectoid uh, is marked by a bony or chitinous exoskeleton like that of an anthropod beneath its tough exterior Maybe flesh, blood, and ichor, or primitive, you know, primitive or advanced organs, or even a secondary endoskeleton in some cases. So it gains a plus one soak. Nice. All right. Soak, so you put, cool. You know, you, you would note that in your. Uh, as Which you is what I'm go doing. along. Yep. Which is what oh. I'm doing. I'm noting. I'm yeah. noting it. Writing it down for us. Okay. So we're doing yeah. a round robin. So I'm going to be next. I got a ninety-five. Ooh, I'm a flying reptile. Hmm. <laughs> Wonder what that's gonna be. No. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Reptilian. So that's fairly self-explanatory, but there might be some special stuff. 
Yep, Let's see here. Okay, reptilian. Okay, so cold-blooded, cold, cold-blooded reptilian beings. They have a reputation for being cool and calculating, often mm-hmm. predatory. They um, provoke provoke an instinctual fear in many mammals and other types of species. They rely on their environment to regulate their body temperature. They must make appropriate precautions when traveling through um, various uh, across a crucible. Oh, this is interesting. So the species gains plus two to their wound threshold, but a minus two to their strain. So instead of doing a 10 plus, it'll be 12 plus brawn, eight plus brawn, or uh, plus, uh, what do you call it? It's willpower. Willpower. All right. Very cool. Yeah, nice. buddy. Nice. Shaping right, up to so be pretty neat. It is. Yes. What? How about you, Tony? Okay, on, Tony. let's see. I rolled 48. Mm. Incorporeal. Oh, great. <laughs> Amorphous incorporeal. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. Uh, I think I'm getting the weirdest ones. You All right, kind uh, of are. Do, do, we need to have that, do you need to have that discussion with your game master? <laughs> I may. Yeah. Do no, you need um, a re-roll, <laughs> or you were just going to go with no, it? No, no, you get, okay, you get what you, you get, you don't random. throw... If yeah, you, you read the you... random at the very beginning, yeah. you can go through and roll them all. And if there's one you don't like that doesn't fit, you get to re-roll one. Oh, cool. Okay. Well done. So, so wait until so, you go get all of them, and then we'll see. So we'll yeah. see. So right okay. now, incorporeal, this species is intangible without a physical body. Technically speaking, the members don't have a physiology. While um, some incorporeal beings, like the Sanctum Spirits, use technology or ember to simulate a physical presence and interact with material objects. The species gains the incorporeal rule. Incorporeal, your character lacks corporeal presence. Your character makes brawn or agility checks um, when they make them. Increase the difficulty by two when a corporeal character makes a brawn or agility check targeting this character your care uh you will increase the difficulty by two so when my character makes them increase the difficulty by Mm -hmm. two but when someone targets me with them like an attack increase Mm -hmm. the difficulty by two your character increases their soak by their willpower rating instead of their in addition to their brawn Mm -hmm. and your character can move through most mundane types of of difficult or impassable terrain terrain without penalty, but cannot stop inside solid surfaces. None of the preceding effects of this rule apply while your character is wearing armor. Yeah, this is neat. I think that I is pretty cool. One. I'm wondering. In, in addition, yeah, incorporeal yeah. beings do not eat, sleep, or breathe. I kind of now that I'm thinking about it, that's pretty nifty. And yeah. incorporeal, so he's like a an energy yeah. blob. Yeah, right now. you know, I'm, you know, I it it brings up the f- interesting that they didn't mention amber with corporeal, whether you'll be able to move through it or not. That's probably Possibly. a GM. That that's probably a GM decision, whether yeah, you'd be, be be able to. Remo- you know what I mean? Because well, amber special. A lot of times when you interact with amber, um, you simulate a physical presence with it. So, yeah, yeah we'll see. We'll see yeah. what my GM says. That has that has that has um, lots of fun. Written. It has potential to be fun. It sure does. What's next, homie? Uh, all right, so doing round robin. Oh, size. 
Basically, you're going to roll a silhouette on this next one. Um, Varying silhouettes do not have any innate rules, effects, but do affect certain combat checks. And on page 109 of the Genesis Core book, there are there's the silhouette table, which gives you an idea of, you know, what a silhouette two is as opposed to silhouette one, whatever. Um, so it can have significant narrative effects. Okay, so basically this is silhouette um, zero through three, and then there's a variable one. Ooh, okay. So let's see how how big is my is my aerodynamic reptile species gonna be? Um. It's going to be small because I rolled a 10. (laughs) This is great. That's silhouette zero. What do you mean? No, I rolled a a 10. Yeah, yeah, silhouette zero. Silhouette zero. Silhouette zero. (laughs) I'm like, no, dude, I rolled a 10. You're like, no, it's a silhouette zero, dumbass. Silhouette zero, yeah. (laughs) You can call me dumbass. It's okay. (laughs) I'll do it in French. Dumas, Dumas. (laughs) Perfect. All right, so then me, then Tony. Okay. What you got? Oh, silhouette zero. Uh, duh, uh, I can read that, but I think everybody kind of knows. Um, yeah. The, okay, so it's a small, perhaps a meter, tall or long at most. Members of these species decrease their wound threshold by two, uh-huh. but they also <laughs> have their encumbrance. They also have their encumbrance value. Well, that fucking sucks. So my wound well, threshold went up by two. Now it goes back down by two. Damn it. <laughs> you know oh, what? No. I'm already thinking this might be a flying snake. This might be a this flying might be snake. what you re-roll, though. Who knows? Maybe you want to be big. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. You'll re-roll. You'll you get know one. It. I know. I know. All right. Go ahead, Tony. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Well, I rolled a 14, so I'm just like you. Silhouette zero. Okay. Rather uninteresting, but you're a, but you're a small, but you, but you're but you're a silhouette zero blob so of I'm energy. I'm already picturing. I'm already picturing this little energy ball that when it talks, it kind of fuzzes out a little bit. You know, okay. You know, that's what I'm thinking in my head right now. <laughs> All right, how big is your bug? <laughs> How big is the bug, Stefan? What'd you roll? No, it's Let's go- see. It's gonna it's gonna be big. It's gonna, I rolled an eighty five. Oh my gosh. Oh silhouette two. Okay. Silhouette two. Wow. So silhouette two, as opposed to silhouette one, which has no additional effects. Uh silhouette two uh is large, possibly three to four time three three or four meters in height or length. And includes such examples as bears and trolls. Oh my. Uh, they increase their wound threshold by two and their okay. encumbrance threshold by two. That is, that is, well, you are one big ass bug. Well, you and know then they it. say, and then they say they double their encumbrance value. Okay. So which one is it? Well, you increase it by two and, and then, then you double it? double it and then double it. All yeah. right. Yep. All right. So yeah. Plus two wounds and plus two times two. All right. <laughs> So we'll see how that goes. He'll, he'll be carrying a lot. <laughs> He's going to be a big-ass bug. Yeah. All right. All right, okay, Tony. No, you inc- no um, your value, your encumbrance value is what you are for something else ah, to carry. Right. Gotcha. So for Chris and I, our encumbrance value is all the gear we're carrying plus um, uh, an encumbrance value. I can't remember what it is for an individual, but it's halved. Everything, because everything. Oh, I see. 
Yes. Right. Oh, so your threshold is five plus your brawn, but you right. would have be seven plus your brawn. Oh, I gotcha. And uh, I think doubling the value is that things that you own, that like armor yeah, is gonna yeah. cost, is gonna double. It's gonna cost cost. Way more. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Mm. All right. Rock on. Wow. Okay. Next That's one. Crazy. <laughs> Next one. What's the is next table? Locomotion. Locomotion. Okay, this is where I'm where I'm gonna have a a aerodynamic person that's like able to like translocate. Sure, <laughs> maybe right or whatever. Species locomotion is how they get around from place to place. It is selected from or rolled on page one five. The locomotion method. Certain forms and physiologies are commonly assumed to correlate with specific type of locomotion, but this is far from universal. Not all wings are suitable for generating lift, and not all legs are made for walking. And not all blobs of energy hover. They might jump. That's right. They might roll around on the ground. (laughs) Incorporeally. All right. Well, Tony, let's see. Kick it. What you got? Um. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, I rolled a zero three. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right. Species is largely incapable of moving under its own power and relies oh. on a mechanical apparatus <gasps> or friendly strangers, <laughs> or large bugs, species, magic, or some <laughs> other external means. Members of this oh, species start this as an, with an external conveyance. Which they rely upon in order to move. That's decide great. whether your GM, with your GM, what this form takes. Due to limitations of their conveyance, these beings can never perform more than one maneuver to move during their turn. Without their conveyance, these beings lose their free maneuver. Right. Uh, guys, guys, guys! <laughs> <laughs> so you need either uh, another you know, dynamic the, uh, lizard the or first a giant thing, bug. You know the first thing that you know the first thing that popped in my head. Uh. Um, that brain is abnormal, right? Yeah. So I'm picturing like it like in this hover jar, uh, right? Brain Just in like a jar. well, brain in a jar or a snow globe, a hovering <laughs> snow globe. <laughs> you look like a hovering. It's a snow globe, but you're the snow. You're the energy. Yeah. Goo- well. We'll have to see. We'll see. I may, I may be from a low-tech world. Oh, <laughs> I may boy. just be a glowing sword that someone has to carry around, an amorphous glowing <laughs> light that someone has to carry around, that I have a slave or something. There is that. Well, amorphous, isn't that like you don't really have a shape? Uh, yeah, yeah, no shape. <laughs> so you're like this goo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It could be you're a like light that is being carried around goo. by like a... Um, a servant creature. Sorry, I said slave. I should say servant creature. Well, you're um, silhouette zero. I'm silhouette zero. Pretty sure we're hanging off of the bug. <laughs> I could be. I could be like a globe that um, right, that floats above a hat that someone has to wear. <laughs> Dude, I'm told my reptile totally gonna have a top hat, and you're gonna be. <laughs> All right, well, this is great stuff, man. All right, Stefan, right. you're next, buddy. What you got? I got a total of 49. What's 49? So it, it flies. Oh. My giant bug flies. That's the roll I wanted. 
All right. So well, flight. talk to us about flight. Great big flying oh. freaking yes. insect. <laughs> yeah. So the species can d- defy gravity to move about mm. at relatively high speeds and can attain high altitudes. It might accomplish this with wings, anti-gravity motors, a jet of liquid, so it maybe farts gas. <laughs> 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 internal biocombustion <laughs> or any number of other methods so a member of this species has a flight uh, feature you know, flight uh, cool. ability like most creatures so most species capable of flight can also are also able of ambulation i.e. I. more moving following the normal rules so it probably has legs but it also has the ability of flight nice and you can find those rules the flying there's a sidebar on page 100 in the core book yeah. For mm-hmm. that, all right. Well, all right. Let's see. What did? I, what am I gonna roll here? Let me go back up to the table. Let's Giant roll a one hundred. Oh, yes. <laughs> Translocation, baby. That's how I get around. <laughs> there we go. Awesome. A silhouette zero. <laughs> you called it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I did. Hey, I'm telling you, I could take a picture. You guys believe me? Uh, I rolled. I rolled yeah. a net. I rolled a net. Oh yeah. Oh my god. All right, this is cool. All right. But okay, the species primary method of transportation is to teleport itself, bypassing <laughs> the um intervening space but still failing to overcome the forces that bar crucible's inhabitants from leaving. So I can't leave the crucible. No. Just... So once per round, if a member of the species is not engaged with an enemy as a maneuver, they can teleport to any location within long range that they can perceive. When teleporting, they can be un- they're unaffected by any intervening terrain or hazards. However, takes too strain to do it. That's kind of cool. That oh, doesn't yeah. suck. So basically, when you're not in a structured situation, you just kind of blink around. You just yeah. oh, you're over Pretty here much. at this side of the room, and then you're over at this side of the room, you know. But when you're mm-hmm. in a structured encounter, strain has to be spent. That's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. But I don't walk. No. Nope. Oh. Yeah, I just blink. <laughs> that's great. Ooh. Awesome. All right, this is great. This is good. All right, Stefan. All right. All right, next one. How Step do you? Five. Yeah, well, this next one. Step see. five is manipulation. So almost <laughs> all species must physically manipulate their environment and other <laughs> beings, creatures, and objects simply in order to survive. Although they do so in a variety of ways, some are better at it than others. So <laughs> this was where we roll it. So yep. let me get my yeah. dice again. Let's see what right. uh, my. How does the fl- bug my, interact? Yeah, my giant flying bug. Manipulates by 87 by, uh, with tentacles. <laughs> oh, <God>. tentaculous. <laughs> Big ass tentaculous. Fire. <laughs> what? What's that? I want to kill it with fire. <laughs> yeah. Tentacles. Bug. It's got yeah. tentacles. It's got wings. Yeah. It's t- over two meters tall. Yeah. Two to three yes. meters tall. <laughs> All and right. Big and heavy, yeah. <laughs> So the tentacles. trans, let's see. So, so the ten, sorry, so tentacles. Let me just go real quickly. Oh, that's right. Um, sorry. So it has one or more tentacles, a prehensile tail, a trunk, or some similar flexible appendage that they rely on for manipulating objects. The species brawl and melee attacks gain the ensnare one ability. Well, of course. Quality. Nice. Mm-hmm. 
Brawl and melee. Gain. Ensnare. Mm -hmm. One. That's cool. So what is yours going to be? Is it going to be like a prehensile uh, trunk? A tail? Or... I don't like, know. So far, so far, I'm thinking almost mantis-like, with instead of a, the the claws, very long tentacles instead. <laughs> but that may that may change depending on the. <laughs> nice, awesome. With the rest, yep. <laughs> okay, so the translocating tiny reptile yep. tile. Let's see how he interacts with the environment. Sixty-one. Pincers. He has <laughs> pincers? Hmm. The reptile with pincers. Gonna have to think about that one. <laughs> Alright. Let's see. Pincers. Okay, let's see. Well, what did it say about pincers? Let's see. Let's see. This species uses species uses pincers like those of a crab or scorpion in order to both defend itself or attack prey and manipulate objects. Members of this species add a setback die to checks they make. <laughs> requiring fine manipulation and their unarmed attacks gained the vicious one item quality mm-hmm. all right well i got a reptile with pincers um mm-hmm. you're gonna teleport behind things and pinch them <laughs> yeah i'm gonna teleport Viciously. behind them yeah in the booty <laughs> all right i mean if you're a rogue that's awesome <laughs> i might have yeah okay he'll all right pinch. he'll He'll pinch their uh, their valuables. <laughs> oh, Whoa. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! He'll pinch their embits. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony, your turn. Okay. I. Oh uh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> lost my dice roller there for a second. Seventy. Pseudopod. No, sorry. Pincers. I, oh, that one's probably going to get re-rolled. I pincers? can't have pincers. I think I might reuse that. I think, you know what? I'm going to re-roll. Okay. You're just going to re-roll right now? I'm going to use my re-roll now. It doesn't make sense. You're right. right. Kind of doesn't. Uh, 47? 47? Mental. Mental. Ooh. I think that might be my, uh, better. Yeah, that, you're, that's you're, much you're, better. You're floating brain. Yeah, you're floating brain in a, in a snow globe. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> the species relies on the power of its mind to affect the world around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, members of the species can mentally manipulate objects and interact with characters within short range. This ability functions like the telekinesis talent on page 80, except that it cannot be depleted. And they also add two setback dice to checks they make to physically manipulate their environment. Yeah, that makes more sense. That's cool. Yeah, it does. There we go. Yeah, pincers just didn't make sense to me. Nah. <laughs> no. Not so Unless much. I had, like mechanical pincers built onto my floaty device. I guess I could have done yeah, that. That, but... that could have been. <laughs> but this is good too. That's right. All right, so the next step is the dominant sense. So how do you sense your environment? Um, might the species likely has multiple senses, but this step determines the primary mode of perception. Um, table 1-7. Um, 
this is while this is overly simplistic for many beings, it helps distinguish the species. In terms of mechanics, yeah. species dominant sense is significant enough that interfering with it applies a setback die or other penalties to the majority of their checks. Okay. To and you know that it may even render them functionally unable to perceive their surroundings until they remove the impediment or adjust the new condition. That's Let's see. For, for, for example, a human. Well, we all know that all us humans have five senses, but eyesight is the main one. Exactly. Exactly. Um, let's see. I don't want to read all the words here, um, but uh, you know, the effect of a particularly sensory sensory affinity is largely narrative. Um, the guidelines for determining the difficulty is in the Genesis Core Book. Um, if a character with olfactory dominant sense would not add, you know, a setback die to combat checks due to darkness. Durr. So you just got to kind of use your, you know, common use your brain, sense, yeah. use your common sense on that one. So, um, let's see. Okay. So let's see. Uh, I'm going to so roll. Go ahead. How yeah. does the <laughs> small little reptilian teleporter um, sense his environment? Through his pincers? No. 81. Let's see. Visual. All right. He could see. All right. Yay. All right. <laughs> visual. All right. So visual. Um, they see light, although its visual range may be very significantly from both the spectrum visible from humans. This dominant sense has no particular game effects. Um, rules as written under the assumption that it's a character's dominant sense. So... There cool. we go. All right. All right. So, so what you got, Stefan? Oh, all right. So let's see here. I got a 25. My giant insect senses by smell, olfactory. <laughs> nice. So big ass tentacles to do it. To, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it uses smell to perceive its environment, and it's particularly adept at detecting living things this way. Some species. Such as many serpents rely on this, but it will rely on their tongue or similar organ to taste the air. So members of the species do not add setback to their checks to the darkness or similar visual obscurement. Although strong odors that can mask other scents can add setback checks in a similar fashion. There we go. So if I'm fighting in a perfume factory, um, it might be risky. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Bugs use pheromones and yeah. and use their olfactory senses. That that kind of fits, actually. It does. Yeah. Yep. There we All go. Right. Smelly. <laughs> how does the how does the um, goo in a jar <laughs> <laughs> sense <laughs> the mental goo in a jar? Uh, let's see. The random dice generator says thirty three. What's that on the table? Thirty three. Uh, thermal. <laughs> Well, let's read the species, that. The species sees heat oh. or possibly other forms of energy. Cool. Uh, members of the species do not add setback dice to their checks due to darkness, smoke, or similar visual obscurement, although high temperature environment effects or low temperature um, targets may add setback dice to the checks at the GM's discretion. Nice. Well, I'm stuck with that one. I already used my rerolls. Thermal. Y yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking I may have to re-roll the pincers on my... Well, that's still at the top of my list, the one that's going to be re-rolling. And you know what, Tony? Right. I'm really liking the the 
the the goo cloud in a jar. At this honest. point, yeah. you know, the snow globe thing that sees heat. The guy in the snow globe, like, the frozen, <laughs> yeah. the frozen ball of light. Like I'm a I'm gonna a snowball that gained sentience. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fucking great. <laughs> a snow globe just. <laughs> I don't know. It, it, it popped in my head when we were when we were thinking about like, yeah. It, I like the yeah. The I like image. The goo in a jar. Kind of. <laughs> whatever was in that, whatever it was in that snow globe was there for so long, and then exposed to amber, it just dissolved and became goo. <laughs> uh, this is this is a very unique character for sure in the yeah. unique character yep. generation. You know it. Uh, yeah, there's a little pl- there's a little plaque at the bottom of the uh, snow globe. It says New York City. <laughs> <laughs> it says hello from Anchorage. All right. Yep. So, um, yeah. Next step, step seven. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. All right. Features. Features are important traits and abilities that are independent of the previous steps of the species development. Although Ooh. some features seem more appropriate for certain forms, physiologies, and locomotion types, they are not assumed to correspond at least not in a significant way. Uh, You should feel free to describe your species however you like, in keeping with and inspired by the results of the species development process, without feeling overly restricted. For instance, just because your bestial humanoid doesn't have any stabby bits uh, feature, (laughs) have the stabby bits features, doesn't mean they they can't have claws. It only means their claws aren't naturally sharp, or large enough, or otherwise... Uh, adapted for inflicting severe harm. Each species should have a value chosen from or rolled on the table 1-8. Um, the result might modify his profile, um, give it a special rule, or have some other effect. If you wish, you can randomly generate or choose as relevant a second feature, but you can't have the same feature more than once. Also, keep in mind, that not all features are beneficial. Nope. We and right. it says here we do not recommend. We don't recommend. Um, generally recommend having more than two features, but that mm-hmm. is up to the GM's discretion. If you feel your species needs more than two, present the concept and discuss those possibilities with your GM. Well, we do we want to roll two? That whole thing. Do we want to roll so, two for each of ours, or I do you just want to do the one? Would be fucking fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, go, Tony. Okay. So first, I see one down there that if I roll, I'm going to giggle my nuts off. So, But I didn't roll that one, I don't think. I rolled um, 64 quick reflexes. So if our listeners hear some kind of thumping sound on the floor, it'll be Tony's nuts. <laughs> nice. So quick reflexes. This species is quick to react to danger both conspicuously and reflexively. The species members add boost die to checks they make to determine initiative and react to sudden dangers or unexpected events. Right, so, sweet. I got the quickness. You do have the quickness. What's your second one? Oh, I thought we were all going to roll one and then... Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, let's do do that. Everybody roll one and then we'll go again. All right, Stefan. All right. What'd you roll? What you get? I get... A total of 84. 84 is stinky. (laughs) (laughs) He's a 
He's stink. a fucking stink bug. He's a he's stink a bug. Stinky. Don't kill him. So, Don't kill him. Yep. He's gonna stink. I literally stink up the joint. So. <laughs> I, I think so, I've seen. I think I found Stefan's review. Page fifty-one. <laughs> well, who knows? So, yeah, the, <laughs> the species gives off a distinctive odor that, while innocuous or even pleasant to other members of the species is quite foul to the senses of most other ones for it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, boy. I'm, I'm sure Tony's character is, is thankful he doesn't have a nose. <laughs> and the fact that his olfactory senses yeah. are his primary sense. <laughs> but, but that's okay. It's not, it's not harmful to me yeah. or members of my own species. Skunk smelled his own scent first, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right? So members of the species add... Set back to charm and stealth checks they make, but add boost to coercion checks. <laughs> this effect this effect does not apply when interacting with other members of the species. There you go. So there, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we go. All right. So now so I there go. you go. Stinky old factory bug. <laughs> All righty. Well, let's see what the... Um... Okay. Let's see what the little reptile has i rolled ooh i rolled a 96 ooh vulnerability mhm don't know we'll see 96 all right let's go down to vulnerability and see what that is vulnerability species has a distinct vulnerability to a particular substance or phenomenon such as water, fire, bright light, loud noise, bad poetry, fragments <laughs> of their home planet, or stink bugs. I'm thinking maybe stink bugs. No. <laughs> the, the more obscure or rare the vulnerability, the more your GM should make an effort to include it in the game. Yeah. <laughs> While in the presence, as determined by the GM, of the source of their vulnerability... A member of the species upgrades the difficulty of all checks they make once. Oh, this is pretty sweet. The sources are particularly large, concentrating, or encompassing. The GM may upgrade the difficulty more times and ad apply additional effects. Okay. The what would the so I'm what would he be vulnerable to? Uh, He's a ember. Ember. <laughs> oh gosh, that would be horrible. That would yeah, be horrible. Um, well, think about it. You're, you're a lizard, see. right? I'm a cold. lizard. Vulnerability to cold. Yeah, that's true. If we're in cold yeah. environments. You know, mm. I you know, I like that. Cold environments. And then whatever that's whatever defines cold environments in like the, the core rule book. So yeah. cold environments, um, auto upgrade checks. Cool. Nice. All right, go ahead, Tony. What's your next? What's your second one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> <laughs> Luminescent. <laughs> makes oh, some sense. are you really? Oh, that is yeah. so fucking cool. <laughs> uh, I 50, What'd you roll? You rolled a fifty. 50 okay. Even. 50 Whether even. as a result of biological, mechanical, or spiritual process, members of the species give off a noticeable glow or light. That's the illumination provides light out to short range and adds a setback die to all stealth checks. So you are a glowing snow globe. Yes. <laughs> Radioactive snow. Yeah. <laughs> that can't sentience. That's great. 
Yellow snow. All right. <laughs> Sentence. Green, green. It's going to be green. Green snow. All right. Uh, I'm. Yeah. Only a That's boost. Awesome. Only a setback die to stealth checks. <laughs> You're a fucking yeah, beacon. Yeah. Your goddamn torch. Wow. Wow. Maybe not that. That's fresh. talent. That's I talent. Mean, I'm small. I could hide. Yeah. You're fucking light. <laughs> You're fucking He's... snow globe. <laughs> Yeah, Just cover me with a tarp. Like a dinner totally, platter. Put I me in a dinner tray. Everybody I carry do, me around in a dinner tray with a lid. <laughs> uh, I, I would totally see. I would totally see that as a, a setback dice when you're in the park. But if you're in the That's city. It. If you're in the city with lots of bright lights, you just blend in. You have a boat. You have a oh, absolutely. A and the top hat that <laughs> Stefan's um, bug is going to be wearing, you're sitting on yeah. top of it, fucking beacon. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going to have a robot. I'm going to have a robot servant that walks around like a robot butler or uh, waiter with a freaking <laughs> serving tray. On the gonna serving open the tray. tray. <laughs> 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 um, I'm thinking 50 piece of awesome. Right there. Well, we'll That's see. Great. What my tech level might decide. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. All right, Stefan. All right. What's your second ability second. or second feature, one. I guess? Yes, my feature is 13. Ooh. A climber. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, kind of makes sense. You're a fucking bug. Yeah, with tentacles. Right. <laughs> with tentacles. Well, do you you get high up in the air so you don't stink up the rest of the world. That's it. So the species can climb... <laughs> Trees, cliff faces, masonry walls, other features without making athletics checks. So generally these surfaces count as difficult terrain. So the species may need to make a check to scale sheer surfaces at the dis- GM's, GM's discretion. So nice. I'm a climber. Perfect. That's awesome. All right. Spider bug. Spider bug. Bug. <laughs> Does whatever a spider bug can. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Spider bug. Really? Seriously? Come on. Up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. So I'm vulnerable. Let's see if I get something plus 34. Fast metabolism. Oh, shit. <laughs> hey, look out. It's fucking cold in here. Let's, I, I need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I need to eat. Fast metabolism. Let's see what that is. I'm making a note here. Um, That's a good one. Oh, no. Where is it? What'd you do? Lose it? It's an oh, here it is. Order. Here it is. Oh, duh. I know. I just... <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, members of this species recover twice as fast from the effect of poisons and toxins as humans. Nice. They also require a huge amount of sustenance each day. If they are unable to meet this requirement, they become disoriented until they can satiate themselves. When attempting to recover from critical injuries, they add a boost die to resilience checks they make. Nice. Okay. That's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. I'm just a hungry little fucker. I'm a hungry little fucker, though. <laughs> Boost I to... Cool. Oh, wow. That was, that's probably the most fun one so far. That really was. That was pretty, that was pretty good. <clears throat> Let's see. <laughs> to recover... From crits. Okay, so culture. So what's next? Oh, is this this is Stefan, right? Uh, whatever. Yes. Yeah, I'll take you are. This is yep. Stephen's You're next. Turn. This is Stefan's turn. All right. Round uh, robin, culture. man. Round robin here. Yeah. All right. So. Oh, and by the way, everybody, the six um, features that we've selected, um, there's a shit ton more. 
by the way, that we're yeah. not going yeah. through. But this no. is a very nice list. Um, yeah, I mean, it's almost, there's almost 100 of them here. There's at least 50. I'm thinking it kind of looks like there's probably about 60 of these. Because most of these are, well, I don't know. There's a shit done. You'll yeah, be impressed. Not all, not all of them are uh, great great things. Sometimes there's a bit of a drawback, but that's, that could be cool. What do you mean? My vulnerability to cold? That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and you're stinky? All right. That's just. Hey, yeah. That's just it's kind flavor. of shitty. That's just flavor. kind of shitty, man. Shitty smells. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right. What's next? Well, all right. On uh Onward is culture. Culture represents the overarching attitude of the species society, either on the crucible or on its homeworld, depending on how long the species has been on the crucible itself. So, uh, although they might hold views that are different from uh, or or opposed to others, uh, their upbringing upbringing still plays an important part in their development. So these are fairly broad starting points instead intended to inspire, and so you should not feel restricted by the narrative presented there. Mm -hmm. They encourage you to develop your species culture in more detail and freely disregard any descriptive elements that don't fit your vision. So don't be locked in. So let's see what I roll for my giant stinking bug. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 56. Scholarly. <laughs> You're a smart bug. <laughs> yes. That is great. <laughs> That's awesome. We are very learned. We stink to high heaven, but then we have that's why we have such a snooty attitude. That's <laughs> our noses in the air. <laughs> awesome. All right. Actually so I go picture, ahead and read it. I'm picturing a fucking spider, dude. I am. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, scholarly. Uh, the beliefs of spiritual cultures vary greatly, but by definition, the eval- no, that's uh, scholarly. Sorry, Re- reading spiritual. A culture of this type values learning and advancing knowledge. A scholarly culture may face many challenges, but a dominance of logic and reason tends to help it avoid most warfare, crime, and poverty. CPCs gains plus one intellect. Ooh, so you have twos in everything, but a three in intellect now yes, for your yeah. species. Nice. There we go. Okay, let's see. What does the... <laughs> what do you call it? The little what reptile. Yeah, your hungry, hungry, hungry reptile. My, my little hungry reptile. What kind of culture does he come from? That would be a 49. A peaceful culture. Oh, okay. All right, that can work. Just if you forget to if you forget to um, feed us, we're gonna be fucking warlike. <laughs> all your all your uh, species is uh, uh, life. All they've spent is uh, just looking for food. Exactly, oh, that's what we do. We forage a lot. We forage. What do you that's think right. Adventures are for. That's right. <laughs> Very fast. So Very fast. so we value. So my reptile, little reptile, values civility and collaboration. Help me find food. <laughs> um, although crime and dangers exist, if you don't give us food, um, life is largely safe and war is all but unknown. Whoa. Individuals can most always settle their disputes through discussion or over a good meal, <laughs> where that fails by appealing to a higher authority. When threatened by outside forces, the culture seeks 
a non-violent resolution, but is ready to defend itself if need be, and its crops of food. No, sorry. <laughs> Species gains plus one presence. That's cool. There we go. That's good, yeah. So, so work together to find food. That's right. Work together. <laughs> Come on, work with me. Come on, please. All right, so my species right now has twos and everything and a three in presence. Yeah. All right, Tony, what you got, buddy? I rolled a 24. More like? Oh. No, come on. <laughs> what is it? Almost. Cutthroat. <laughs> oh, Cutthroat <laughs> cultures are similar to competitive cultures, <laughs> but tolerate more extreme forms of contention. <laughs> Violence may be ignored, tactically, tacitly endorsed, or even required by the state. <laughs> Individuals <laughs> compete not just for status, but for mere survival. What the hell? <laughs> this is great. Freaking cutthroat little blob of light. <laughs> All right. I, I, uh, I want to shine. No, it's my turn to shine. The species gains plus one cunning, minus one presence. All right. So twos and everything. Water out of your snow globe. <laughs> so twos and everything. Cunning of three, presence of one. Right. All right. Well, then. Okay. So. <laughs> That's pretty great. All right. Oh, here we go. This is what we need to do. So next, step nine is the tech level. Um, gives you basically a rough idea of the species level of technology advancement. <laughs> I just read the first one here. Fire bad. Um, <laughs> as I read, <laughs> most species, dude. I'm thinking <laughs> that'd be great if you're if the snow globe, <laughs> cutthroat, freaking, you know, og. <laughs> Glo globes, right? Okay, anyways. All right. So most species, <laughs> at least initially, rely upon devices they brought with them to the world. From like low-tech world, off the, those from a low-tech world often adapt to the new technologies they encounter there. Even the most advanced species are likely to integrate new technologies into their own. It's rare to find a species whose culture and technology don't evolve on the crucible. All right. We have, like, looks like there's, like, six different ones. So what did you roll there? Oh, this is me. Oh, I go yours. first. Oh, okay. You go first. So the technology level of the peaceful... Peaceful hungry reptiles. Hungry reptiles is a 78. Highly advanced. <laughs> Highly advanced. Let's see. Highly advanced. Well, that's your peaceful. Yeah, we're yeah. peaceful. The species mastery of technology is impressive. Prior to its arrival on a crucible, by the way, I have an explanation for my pincers now. Um, oh. <laughs> it was able to. Tr oh, let me see. Uh, prior to its arrival on a crucible, it was able to travel between distant stars. On a crucible, sophisticated artificial intelligence and even teleportation are real la realities for it that makes sense that act wow that's crazy weird explaining the the translocation isn't it uh-huh oh maybe that's something in my brain that, that allows me to do it <clears throat> on the crucible sophisticated artificial intel oh the advanced medicine significantly extends the species lifespan perhaps doubling it or more choose either computers ne or negotiation Characters of this species start with one rank in that skill during character creation. That's pretty cool. I'm I like that for the 
adv advanced reptile race here. Cool. All right. So, um, okay, Tony, how about you? What you got? All right. I rolled a 58, which is advanced. The species has a culture that makes significant use of and probably relies on advanced technology. We might think of this as similar to our real-world modern-day level of development. Choose either charm or streetwise, period. Characters of this species start with one rank in that skill during character creation. I'm going to go, since we're a cutthroat, cutthroat society, I'm going to go with streetwise. <laughs> Nice. Oh, oh, hey, you know what? I get to choose one, too. I didn't choose mine. <laughs> um, I have computers or negotiation. Well, we are peaceful, and we always negotiate for our food. So <laughs> I'm going with negotiation for mine. <laughs> Sounds good. Or else I'm going to send a fucking snow globe after you. <laughs> I'll melt or, you. I'll melt you. Or the big <laughs> bug. mine powers. Yeah, my, my giant stinking bugs of war. <laughs> Or, or or the big bug who can okay what's your tech level there Stefan fire bad fire no, bad no, he can hit you quite. with a stick just, not quite just above that rudimentary oh really uh, oh what'd you what'd yes. you roll what'd you roll then uh, what was it uh, thir no uh, 13 Thir oh. yeah. so rudimentary so master techniques of harnessing fire Crafting tools, <laughs> art, domesticating animals, <laughs> making shelter, carrying snow globes <laughs> yes. on top hat. Species, might, species might make use of wheel or sea vessels. <laughs> its understanding of anatomy and medicine is simplistic, and its medical practices can treat only the most basic injuries. Mm, fire bad. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite that bad, though. Not quite that bad, but we know it's bad. So. Snow globe scary. Uh, <laughs> yes. While some misguided treatments may even make matters worse. It's like, no, rubbing snow globes on, on fire burns. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Taking cold reptile on wounds hurts, helps yes. too. <laughs> All right. Taking food away from hungry, hungry reptiles is nice. It's good. <laughs> I get to choose. I get to choose either resilience or riding. Well, at this high, at his size, he is the ride. No, so he's going to choose resilience instead. Nice, <laughs> very nice. He gains a rank in that. <laughs> well, you know, you live in the mountains. It makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mountains, very resilient. Well, very you know, resilient. Very That's sharp. Good. You know, very sharp mountains we can climb and then fly off of. <laughs> oh, nice. Dive bombing are for our food. Oh, look, there's a lizard there eating all our crops. Let's dive bomb him. <laughs> <laughs> I right. smell a I just, tiny lizard. That's okay. I'll just <laughs> teleport away at the last second. You're going to know. You're going to be like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> That'll really fuck your head up. <laughs> all right. All right. Back up to you, Tony, then, I think, for the next yep, one. Yep, this is step 10. This is the final real step. Oh to developing your character. Step nice. 10, starting XP. If you choose the custom design, skip this. Uh, so, randomly, I will roll random. And oh. I have a walloping 8. <laughs> so that means I'm going to have 70 starting XP. Aha. Uh -huh. Alright. Alright. Stefan? Alright, let me just roll that for a whopping 5. <laughs> 
Well done, gentlemen. Well done. So 70 experience. Wow. You guys have some kick-ass abilities, though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. And the little reptile. Highly advanced Peace. reptile. Peaceful reptile. Has a 41, which is 80 XP. All right. Not bad. Nope. Not at all. So 41 there. Okay. Excellent. Sweet. Let me make a note of that up on our chart up here. Yeah. 70. Okay. So, and after that, we go to the very, very final step. Finishing touches. So now that your species has its profile and special abilities, you're almost mm -hmm. done. So awesome. with the special details in place, it's time to decide just how everything comes together. So this is the table and rules in the preceding section will only provide the basics uh, about your species, leaving plenty of gaps and details to fill in. So there's another table for aspects. Okay. So these details can be at least, at least as important as the abilities and the rules you've created. Here are a few questions to get you started. So you have a few questions to, to go over. So what is your, what is your species? source of sustenance does it eat creatures uh either similar or different yeah, physiology does it use photosynthesis or molecular absorption blah 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 so are you in a, are, do species, you live in a snow globe and you don't need food yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well he's incorporeal so he doesn't need to eat <laughs> exactly exactly but my but my my big bug of I would say, like, yeah, he definitely needs to eat stuff. Probably maybe other bugs and other... Uh, anything smaller than him. <laughs> How do they communicate? You can go over that. Uh, either through verbal uh, verbal communication, thoughts, uh, spores, you know, maybe smells for us. <laughs> uh, wow. Did the species have to contact with other intelligence, uh, intelligent beings before it arrived on the Crucible? Uh, or were, uh, or is this the very first time it's meeting aliens? Uh, and then, uh, d does your species actually have a planet of origin, or did it actually evolve on the on the crucible? Uh, does it develop? Did, did it develop, uh, develop naturally, or cre was it created? Uh, was it a species? Well, what is the species' relationship with technology? Yeah, my my guy is really rudimentary. He's like, eh, if, <laughs> if it's nice and solid enough, you can swing it as a weapon. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, do species have any natural enemies, long-standing cultural enemies? Do they find, or are they found on the crucible as well? And, and a few other little questions. Well, we actually missed a question, which was the very f most important question for you two. Not for me so much. Yeah. Mm. Did you have something you wanted to re-roll? Uh, you're right. Do we do that now, or do we do it after our aspect? Um, let's do point? it now. Because, um, okay. I mean, the aspect isn't really part of... Um, the, it's, so, at the beginning of um, the randomly um, chosen, on page 30, mm -hmm. this method, it says, and let me go there and read it, it okay. says, randomly generated species 
Uh, proceed through the 10 steps of character creation, rolling in turn on each table and applying the results to your species. You may choose to re-roll one result on any one table during the process. Ignore the XP costs listed for these results, and when rolling randomly, you don't deduct anything from your species starting XP. Species created in this way are unpredictable and not balanced in the way that species are normally are. The species might end up with something stronger or weaker than its XP reflects. If a new species seems subpar, well, life on the Crucible isn't always fair to all of its inhabitants. <laughs> no. yeah, that's great. Uh, so, I, it, we've done the 10 steps. Now you may re-roll one. I chose to re-roll mine earlier because it just made no sense. Right. Right. <clears throat> well, well, what do you, what do you, Chris? What do you, you had, well, well, you had I, one that you might want to do. Yeah, I think really the only one. Everything looks great except for pincers. Can't mm. quite make that work. However, once I did roll the highly advanced, yeah, that kind of it made a little more sense. Where it could be a little more cybernetic pincers or whatever. But I yeah, still don't yeah. like the feel. I mean, vulnerability to cold is great. Fast metabolism—that's awesome, because you got to eat. <laughs> um, the uh, yeah. peaceful well, is could... great too. So I'm I'm gonna reroll. I'm mm. gonna reroll the pincers, and I get what I get, yeah, and I don't throw you... a fit. <laughs> yeah, manipulation. So that would be manipulation. Let yep. me do that. Yeah. In table one six. Because in a way, if they are a, a, they have access to high technology, why limit themselves to pincers? Well, exactly. <laughs> Pincer. Especially if they're peaceful. <laughs> All right, one six. I'm almost back up there to it. Um, okay, page forty four. Page forty four. Okay, here we go. We're gonna re-roll, and we got a three. They are assisted as well. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> well, okay. This this is actually kind of cool. Because yeah, then you're not limited to just pincers. That actually makes sense with the high technology to be honest they teleport interacting with the environment as assisted awesome i'm still liking the snake the flying snake (laughs) yeah well if you're assisted it doesn't have to be actual mechanical things it could be a little thing that he wears around his head that manipulates objects okay let's okay so assisted again okay it says um, species lacks any natural means of manipulating objects. I like the idea of, of like, I still have the idea of this like small little snake, like gardener snake, mm-hmm. right? Well, keep going. Species narratively, <laughs> member of this species relies on an external means in order to manipulate its environment. This could be mechanical limb, a servant, or automaton, or anything else that suits the species. Characters of the species start with a manipulator. If their manipulator is lost or destroyed, they cannot perform the interact with the environment or manage gear maneuver. Depending on the nature of the species, some tasks may be simply impossible. Unless there are strong narrative reasons to prevent it, a member of the species should generally not be without a means of manipulation for longer than a single encounter. You know what I'm thinking? (laughs) First thing that popped in my head is like a small so it so the species is small right mm-hmm. um i'm thinking of some sort of like robot a small robot body with a snake that sits inside of it 
Yeah. <laughs> just chills, little, man. Inside. A, a, a little warm bowl with, you know, it looks like a ter- terrarium. <laughs> Instead of a head. <laughs> yeah, a terrarium. A, a circular terrarium with a snake yeah. inside. <laughs> maybe I'm the Okay, maybe I'm the one in the floating um, snow yeah. globe. <laughs> I don't know. All right. I can think can ch- about this, but yeah, assisted. Yeah, I'll have to think about this and see. So Okay, okay. well, while yeah, you're thinking right. about it, Stefan, was there something you'd like to re-roll? While while Chris was looking at his stuff, I don't think I, I don't think I'd actually have anything that I'd want to re-roll, really. It's all pretty oh. cool. You know, only, sometimes only, only not thing I would think is stinky, but Yeah, I was know, thinking stinky, but yeah, I mean, you could have gotten I something could. cool, and it doesn't say you're stuck with the new result, does it? I don't know. I don't know. We we could make a house result if you know it gives an option, and I can still stick to the stinky if I really yeah, want to. If you, I mean, it says your speed. It just says your um. You may reroll one result. Uh, yeah. Well, I can reroll just, just for the hell like of it, it and see. Keep the stinky. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. All right, keep the stink. <laughs> All right, so second roll, eighty-five. Eighty-five symbiont. Oh, symbiont. So what would that be exactly? Ah, uh, symbiont, symbiont. There we go. Where is it? Symbiont. The species is actually two or more organisms. That sounds familiar. <laughs> in symbiosis, the consequences of this are of this fact are largely narrative, depending on the nature of the symbiotic relationship you you devise with your GM. In addition, the species gains plus two wound threshold and minus one strain. Yeah, I don't know. It's up to you. What'd you roll? Yeah, it was 80, 85. but. The symbiont, so like a, a second organism as part of the main one. There's but, a reason eh. why. There's a reason why you're silhouette too. There's two silhouette one creatures standing on top of each other. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe uh, un- like a, un- under a trench, uh, under a trench coat, <laughs> like a freaking halfling battle stack. Just two from, like, or more chult. organisms. <laughs> you could be a swarm of spiders. Each race individual is a swarm of spider-like creatures. Each yeah, individual one of you <laughs> is a colony of bugs. Yeah. That's totally, I mean, I, that yeah. one's cool. I like Stinky, too. They both work. It's up to you. Yeah. No, I like the, the Stinky. It's a <laughs> it's a bit of a of a setback kind of thing or uh, an obstacle sometimes, but it can still be cool. Hey, it gives you a free boost old I do that you don't ask to, have to ask for during coercion checks. There is that. Yeah, that's it. Not so, that being twenty feet tall and and uh, yeah. having <laughs> having freaking tentacles is not going to be enough. So if I'm going to be Tentac- so if I'm going to be adventuring t- with your character, flailing, yeah. So if yeah, I'm going to be adventuring right. with your character, I might want this species to be in a in a hermetically sealed snow globe. <laughs> yeah. So I don't get the smell. Yet. <laughs> oh no no you're in a heat you're in a heat globe you're not in a snow globe. Uh, that's true. Snow I'm in globe a heat would freeze globe. you. You're right. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so the aspect. We're back to that then. All right. So okay, so aspect. So you can roll, of course, you know, again randomly. 
not? The aspect, an aspect is a dominant or memorable quality of the species or its appearance. Aspects are not specific details, but broadly describe the species' appearance or bearing or, or the impression it makes on others. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Stefan. Randomly roll right. the roll aspect up. of your bug species. 55. Uh, oh, I'm an elegant scholarly bug. Oh, my gosh. You do have a top hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But I stink up the joint when I arrive. <laughs> well, at least you're elegant about it. <laughs> yes. You, you might you might fart, but you're like, hey, I'm so sorry. <laughs> so sorry. On my... Uh, on my world, it's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> the dinner was, the dinner was great. <laughs> All right, yes. let's see what I have for the, <laughs> for the little reptile. Ninety-six. What is that? Ninety-six is appealing. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. You might You're stink, appealing. but you know I'm appealing and. You need to get me some food. <laughs> <laughs> a peaceful, appealing... So you're you're kind of cuddly, then. Appealing? Yeah. Maybe you're a cuddly little... Uh, snake or whatever. I don't, I'm not... I'm not yeah. yeah, reptile. Not not, you... not set on the the snake thing yet, but... Well... All uh, right. What you got? Fly, a little flying reptile-looking creature? You know, not I'm, bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, I had 83. Nightmarish. <laughs> Well, of course, because what would be what would be better? I'm, you yes, won. Then a, you won. Incorporeal glob. <laughs> That's I'm, I'm just saying, Tony. Nightmares. You won the. You won tonight. <laughs> I don't know you how won. I could have won. This I is going to be a difficult player uh, player character race to play. Yeah, but if but, there's anybody who could do it, <laughs> right. Yeah, but it'll so, be someone else is playing this one, wow. most likely. <laughs> so I'm going. I've already got the last thing on here, and that the last finishing touch um, is you have to come up with a name for your species. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. since that that light that nightmarish kind of sealed it for me, I just happened uh-huh. to have this thought in my head earlier, okay. and so my race is going to be Thulian. Oh. <gasps> Mm, nice. I am Thulian. Um, because I, I here's why. Because I happened to um, was looking up the nor- the nature or the um, origin of the word Thule because I just wondered where it came from. I was watching TV and I cool. heard the word Thule, and so I wanted to know where it came from. And it actually came from a Greek uh, explorer who described a place that was neither uh it was weird place that you couldn't get to by walking swimming or boating it's some sort of um weird liquid place i don't know just seemed (laughs) that's cool i I like that it's thule so thulean (laughs) hmm um guys got a name yeah, I kind of, I kind of do. Oh, I am gonna go with the snake, and they are going to be the serpentium. <clears throat> that is Latin for reptile, serpentium at serpentium. But I'm gonna go with serpentium. Okay, <clears throat> I'm thinking. Yeah, 
All right. Stefan, how about you? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm looking at Wikipedia right now. Like, I mean, since, you know, it's a big bug that stinks. Of course, stink bug comes to mind. <laughs> so, of the order Hemiptera, something along those lines. But so I, I like the Hemip something. Hemip how about, <laughs> how about uh, yeah, they've got tentacles. Uh, yeah, that's like kind of why the pod, you know, pseudopod. Yeah, all. yeah, they're scholarly. I don't know. Hemeptopod. I don't know. <laughs> what are you thinking, buddy? I'm not sure yet. I'm thinking, okay. I'm thinking of it. Something well, about Hemip. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll eventually come back to it. Um, well, and so some of the other stuff we'll have to answer. We can't sit here and brainstorm on air. Not We're just going to have a bunch no. of dead air. You're right. Um, yeah. Exactly. <sighs> Let's see here. Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking. I'm thinking the way the first thing that pops in my head. You know what I mean? You know what I think? My, I, I, I I've come up with the way that my guy's going to get around. Cool. Um, these, these. Well, you get around, or is, is that says how you interact with the environment? Wow, well, how right? I interact with the how I interact with the environment. Um, he might be, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking he's still going to be kind of like a humanoid, like robot thing that he's in. You know, kind of a small thing that he's in. Mm-hmm. Like and a tiny a robot voice. body. Yeah, like a tiny robot body, and he basically can interact with it with his, you know, with his mind and kind of teleports himself and his and his body around, right? And the way that he communicates, there's a synthesized voice that kind of comes out of the robot itself, like there's a speaker. Now, um, now since the body doesn't, um, since the body doesn't actually, it isn't working as your 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 way of perambulating around. It doesn't perambulate. It doesn't walk. Maybe it's like got a weird shaped base or something like it come like um it, it's just this round little floaty thing like it floats well, there yeah you Actually, know what yeah like a disc that, and then things come out of it because i've i'm well, highly th- advanced that right? reminds me good Go that reminds me uh i when, when i was a kid i watched this uh french anime called captain flamme i know there's a english equivalent and one of the characters was basically a scientist who's just brain in a jar and he was in this like tiny little floating saucer. It floated around with him, and he only had these like antenna, which acted as cameras, and also mm-hmm. little manipulators to touch keyboards. It allowed him to fly and, and, and float. So maybe that just allows at least the holder for your terrarium, and it blinks around with you. Yeah, something. Just I something like, like that. that. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like kind of like a hover disk. Kind of thing, yeah. but the way that I interact with the environment is there. If I need little arms that come out, they'll come out yeah. and interact yeah. and, and and do something with it. Yeah. So my assist. So it's basically a um, like yeah. a hovering disc slash terrarium. <laughs> I don't know how to spell terrarium. Oh, it's spelled. Oh, change it for me. Hermandistrarium um, with 
manipulator arms or whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool. Nice. Nice. Very cool. <laughs> yep. Pretty fun. All right. Well, we'll have to go off air and flesh these out. Yeah, yeah. And then we'll be right back. That sounds good to me. All right. See you soon. Welcome to On the Slab. So in this segment of our show, Tony chooses an adversary from one of our uh, books, and we dissect it bit by bit. So Tony, what's on the slab tonight? Well, we will be traveling to the Expanded Player's Guide to look at the Irradiated Mutant Minion. Uh, irradiated mutants are humans that were exposed to what should have been lethal amounts of radiation. Instead of killing them, the radiation turned them into near-mindless feral creatures who live only to destroy. The radiation that infuses them is as much a threat as their dirty claws. So these these creatures have their, their cunning with three, and they're strong with a three in brawn. Um, they have an agility of two, as well as willpower, and then intellect and presence of one, as they're a bit mindless. <laughs> um, skill groups would include uh, their minions, so there's these are their group skills. Athletics, brawl, resilience, survival, and vigilance. So very much like a feral predator. Yeah. Um, no very talents much. to speak of, but they have this ability. Radioactive. Um, at the end of an encounter in which the target was hit by a combat check from this creature, this character, that target must make a hard resilience check or suffer one level of radiation damage. Well, now, nice. Um, and it's there's a note to see the certain glow uh, on page 29 of the book, uh, which I'll I'll go over briefly. Um, the radiation. A certain glow radiation uh, characters will reduce their strain and wound thresholds by an amount equal to the number of levels of radiation they are currently suffering um, when the wound or strain threshold drops to zero they die so you can imagine these things are swarming right they're 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 everywhere these mutants, and uh, it was very common for a minion. Then they have uh, equipment. They have filthy claws, which are a brawl weapon, damage 5, crit 3, rage is engaged, uh, has vicious 2, and then uh, that's it. That's all they have for gear. So, you know, pretty simple creature. How would I, how would I use on the slab? How would I turn that to something I could use in another setting? Well, you could just port it over in a lot in some settings. You know, if you're using like a, uh, a just a space adventure, you could have a radiated crew of these things. Um, you know, if you're running like Firefly, 
think yeah. these are perfect for your reavers. Yeah, the reavers. Um, yeah. Yes. There you um, go. Uh, another one, uh, if you're doing it in a magic or fantasy setting, like Terranoth, you could do a magically toxic mutant, a creature that was near some sort of magical uh, apocalypse that went awry or whatever, and this magic is sapping at their being and therefore will sap at yours and you can port those radiation rules over as magic radiation yeah, um, curse of some kind you know yeah um mm -hmm. again like necro cursed pirates or something or space pirates that would that would totally work in a you know any modern setting uh modern horror setting you could do like a cursed pirate thing theme with those um in uh, Android, you could do these are definitely your undercity dwellers. You know, I think of the movie, the cheesy movie from the '80s, Chud, uh, <laughs> cannibalistic humanoid underground dwellers, um, which eh, were just these crazy. radiated uh, mutants that were underneath the city and they were mm. killing people. But in a in a in a Android setting, they're much like your rad rats that are in mm. in that radiated rat swarms. They'd be probably great groups to mix together and encounter. Yeah, nice. And then, of course, for Keyforge, I had the idea of some amber-infested being becoming like an amber ghoul. Um, um, and you know, you could probably give these things like the ability to, to consume ember, so they'd swarm around ember sources and consume it. And maybe when they consume it, they they, they gain something from it. Um, maybe it, it could even um, give them, for instance, like the ability like um, kobolds have in Terranoth, uh, where oh my god, another one kind of thing, where they right. would multiply when they consume ember. Um, you could totally do something like that just giving them a slight adjustment and uh yeah, they split into another another uh, amber ghoul yeah yeah so nice yeah that's i mean what i would do with them i you have a lot of different options you could do with something this simplistic but radioactive uh they don't have to be humanoid they could be dogs they could be yeah. spiders mm -hmm. um just a uh, minor fish. tweak of abilities. Fish. Uh, they could be fish in an uh, underwater setting. Um, some sort of irradiated octopus or something mm -hmm. like that. And they, they swarm you. Um, yeah. Jellyfish. They, they, they really are a yeah. very versatile Piranhas. creature. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, cool. That, that radioactive um, ability here, very um, universal. You could yeah, something oh, yeah. if you wanted to flavor in it that's great yeah if you wanted to um give this attrition like feel you would have the characters encounter these things a lot um mm -hmm. and so you know many many groups over the a period of a couple of encounters so that they could actually really start to feel the punch of that radiation and then be searching for a way to get rid of it if it's not in a a post-apocalyptic setting where radiation isn't really a thing all the time, um, it can be kind of hard to get rid of. They're not, not going to have anti-radiation meds. No, exactly. Probably not. Or in your or in your 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 magic magic toxin or magic curse, if you will, gives you this level of curse, which every day 
maybe they make the resilience check to pr- try and get rid of, and they suffer another level of it. It could be pretty yeah. serious. Or you could dial the lethality up to 11 if you want, or dial it back down to 2 or 3. Totally up to you. Yeah, very yep. flexible. That's cool. Yep, you could ra- give that a radioactive rating instead. Mm-hmm. Like if you wanted to dial that up, say, uh, give the radioactive a rating next to it, a number. Oh, there you so go. That would like be two the two or three, correct. And that I wouldn't go higher than three, but you could give it a rating yeah. of one, uh, the rating of two or three, and then every time an encounter end, ends with these things, they're going to take two or three levels mm-hmm. of radioactive. Right. Yeah, I'm saying that even after this, they could potentially, if they don't get rid of it within the next week, they need to make another check. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Exactly. Without even fighting anything else, it's just there. You just got to try and get rid of it. That's true. So. Maybe the the, the rating per, is the amount of total times they have to save against it. Yeah, that's true. Number of successes. You just set up needed. the interval. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very cool, man. Yep. That's yeah. Pretty, that's pretty awesome. So cool. that is the irradiated mutant. Go mm-hmm. ahead, take them out. Give them a test drive, GMs. Welcome to Advantageous Threats. Yay! This is where we build, roll, and narrate the die results of some sample skill checks for our entertainment and yours. We have this week a... Uh, we've taken Chris and I have taken the characters that uh, we have created races for. We've kind of created a character for them. Stefan is going to run us through a little scenario. So, what's up, Stefan? All right. So, this case we're going to take uh, from the slab the idea of uh, his irradiated mutants, oh. and since we're in a key four setting, we'll do the Ember Ghouls. Yes, the Amber Ghouls are kind of running after our two uh, our two heroes here. Uh, what, were, what are their names, Chris? Well, I have I am playing Siler, <laughs> the um, a Serpentium trader that is out here. Looking for monies, man, because he is a greedy little friggin' snake, man. In his in his ah. little hovering terrarium out here, um, <laughs> teleporting around, you know, translocating around out here, trying to look for this frickin' um, yeah. amber, and uh, with his buddy, yeah, Ilgax the Sly, <laughs> Ilgax. <laughs> Ilgax the Sly. Aha! Excellent. <laughs> All right. Um, so not uh, not everybody knows what Ilgax oh. is. Ilgax no. is a rogue. He is a Thulian, of course. That's the name of my race. Uh, he is. I've finally gone with a description. He's an amorphous green light, filled with black veins of energy. Kind of looks kind of nightmarish, um, but it's small and it doesn't seem to move around much. In fact. He needs a dead body to inhabit in order to move it around. 
So if you see a shambling corpse with glowing green eyes and its mouth hanging open and a green glow coming out of its mouth, probably Ilgax is hiding out in there. There you go. <laughs> and what, what what form is he inhabiting to move around these days? Well, Ilgax killed a, a Martian a few days ago. And oh. <laughs> so now this Martian body is is his walking snack. Yeah, his puppet. All right. Nice. <laughs> That's great. Puppet. That's great. <laughs> All right. So the terrarium snake and the uh, corpse Martian uh, with a green, green glow. <laughs> are are on this uh, hunt for this pure amber that uh, that someone wants and are ready to make to give them a lot of money for. Oh yeah, that's why I'm yeah. interested. That's why I'm out here. <laughs> that's it. But apparently, someone else is also interested in it. Uh, someone, a Martian kind of scientist called Zufolnix. If you want to, if you want to know what he looks like, look at page two thirty eight of the Best Cherry of the Keyforge. It looks a little bit like that. You know, the the, the basically the Martian zookeeper. Nice, <laughs> awesome sauce. So, you're almost you know uh, got your hands on the pure amber. There's a three small pyramids that are projecting a hologram of Zufulnix. Zufulnix. Getting, ah, you have found the amber that I am looking for as well. Ah, it is mine, mine, mine. My minions will take it from you and your corpses as well. And covering nope. around the, uh, the, the the hologram are these three uh, fairly tall, lanky, skinny, very disgusting, deformed uh, creatures. They have collars around their necks that are just lights blinking red. Get them, my pets, and return the amber to me. And then the hologram just vanishes, and the little lights on the uh, colors go from from red to green, and they start moving towards you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, oh. before, it, would I be able to maybe make a negotiation check with this guy, oh. this hologram, before he, he goes away? Sure. To say, hey, that. let's split it. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> let's try that. All right. All right. Um, yeah, so I'd like negotiation. to negotiate. Hells to the yeah, man. All How right. tall is your um, robot body that you're in? I am not in a robot body. Oh, sorry. I am in, That's right. I am on. I am basically in. Basically, a a um. I call it the habitat. And it's a it's like a disc, um, probably about I don't know maybe a foot and a half, like the size of a large pizza. <laughs> okay. <All right>. Okay. <laughs> it's an old. You know what? He actually converted an old like um, old like um, metal like pizza pizza tray. Um, oh. Kind of manipulated <laughs> it and whatever because you know he fucking he you know he leaves to eat right and pizza is one of his like favorite things. Um, so he kind of made this habitat out of it. So he's kind of, but it hovers and he, right. and he, and he teleports, right? I mean, he's a teleporting. So his thing kind of needs to just kind of hover, um, when he teleports wherever. So, nice. yeah, <laughs> but you know what? It's freaking sweet looking because my, I have like, 
you know, like for the trader, I get like this standard clothing. So my quote unquote armor, which would be this thing, it's kind of fairly attractive. Mm. Well, but I'm not making nice. a charm check. I am making a negotiation check. So I won't be uh-huh. get a boost eye on this. But I do have two ranks in <laughs> negotiation, and my presence is three. All um, right. So I have two yellow and a green. What kind of difficulty are we talking here, Stefan? Probably well, pretty this, big. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, he's got some uh, some ranks in negotiation. So two two red, two challenge dice. Okay. And he's got adversary one, so we got to add a purple to that. Really? All right. Yeah. That's <laughs> awesome of you to do that. Um, let's see. <laughs> and then, um, okay, because this is pure ember, and I'm offering him half. Can I get a boost die? Uh, yeah, actually, no, since it's not a combat check, remove the uh, the adversary. Remove the adversary? So, okay. Yeah, yeah. But definitely, yeah. Be... I gotta ask for a boost die, because you're my GM. Well, of right? course. I mean, exactly. if I don't, you're gonna give me a setback die. <laughs> well, definitely. <laughs> because he might think, hmm, a reptile already in a habitat. I could put that in my zoo. It could be. It could be. Um, <laughs> my menagerie. So, yeah, and you know what? I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna flip one of those story points. Because I'm a freaking snake. <laughs> <laughs> a sly negotiating snake. And speaking with speaking in forked tongues. It's speaking in forked tongues and I've already missed dinner. Mm. So maybe that gives me a setback day. Yeah, that's it. Because I, I missed dinner, but still. So, so, sounds good. That so sounds I'm not flipping Yeah, I'm not flipping a, a okay. dice, so. So I have three yellow and a blue. Yep. Two red and a black. And I'm gonna roll it if you guys can hear. Yep. Okay. Well, the two, this. Let's see. So I got two failures. Uh-oh. Oh, you know what? I have one net success. <laughs> All right. So you're negotiating. So one success against them. I'm like, hey, why don't you just take half? We'll take half. We'll be on your way. We be on. We'll be on our way. You be on your way. Hmm. That's my. That was my success. Oh, uh, okay. So he's he's paused definitely. So no no threat, no advantages, nothing else. Just a straight success. Just so, a straight success, right? Just good enough. Success. So he doesn't he doesn't send his goons on you yet. It's like hmm, interesting. But I do have some resources here. Perhaps sixty forty. Yeah, we'll take 60. You can take 40. I blast them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> One of the was ready to negotiate it. Apparently. <laughs> you know. But being I'm, a I'm just going to blast one of, the, one of the creatures. And, and, okay. and I'm going to attempt to use um, uh, in, uh, coercion and say, for every time you don't accept our offer, you lose a minion. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's great. So. Right, so coercion. Yes. Uh, that's. I just blast near them, I guess I shouldn't say. But coercion. Yeah. Um, oh, I'm really no good at that. How about deception? Because I have no plan on doing that, really. Okay. So you're just aiming your blaster or gun or at them? Yep, yep. Okay, so deception versus his vigilance. <laughs> okay, so what's what's my difficulty? Uh, just vigilance. That's based off of his willpower, I believe. Yep. 
Yeah, so just straight willpower of three. Oh, hard success. A hard difficulty at me. All right. Um, since I'm kind of nightmarish and mm-hmm. scary, um, maybe it add a little bit of um, credence to my bluff. Can I get a uh, boost die there? Oh, GM? sure, sure. Why not? All right. <laughs> <laughs> but he has three of these little scary minions too, so I'm going to st- flip a story point to upgrade. Oh. Oh my. Okay. Um, is any setback dice, or am I good? Uh, no, I'm good. I'm okay. Um, the dice aren't rolling. It's so very weird. No. Mm-hmm. Are you using yeah. the tool? Yes, I'm using the the Genesis dice in. Oh. Um. RPG sessions? Yeah. Oh, no Let me just see if I need this information. There it goes. I had to put in a reason for what the description for the role. Oh, okay. Very weird. Um, no success is three advantage. Okay. So I'd like to use my three advantage to, um, well, since I've primed my flesh melter eye ray uh, <laughs> out of this corpse, I just like to use it for a free aim. Okay, sure. Sounds good. Nice. So that was combat. So that was round zero of the combat. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. So now we're into round one. <laughs> okay. So do you want right. to? Yeah, I'd like to go first then, and okay. actually blast them. Vigilance. Okay. Then? Do we need a? Do you need? Do you want to? Uh, yeah, vigilance or vigilance or cool. Sure. I'm pretty yeah. sure it's going to be vigilance for me. All right. Okay. So whichever I got you're, whichever you're better at. I got one. 1.0. Okay. 1.0. 0.2. 0.2. All right. So. What did his minions uh, get? Get a two successes. They only had one dice to roll, but got two successes on it. All right. <laughs> so they rush you. So you just, you just flip the switch. How far uh, They're in short range, so they'll be uh, spending a maneuver to get to... Uh, to engage range. Cool. And then attacking. So they will attack with their black amber claws. So uh, one of them is hanging back a little bit. So one on each of you. All right. So that's part of their brawl. There's three of them. It's on three. So three yellow dice against the challenge of two purple base any defense on three yellow dice no that would be two yellow dice if there's a minion group who are they, who are they attacking a uh, minion group of three yep attacking who uh, uh well we'll do uh, sly or, or sil uh, siler sorry oh you mean yogax the sly or well <laughs> one on each the snake or the goo yeah <laughs> well i'll start with a snake <laughs> Start with the snake. Okay. Uh, How many so minion? Okay, so you saying that there's three minion min- groups, or there no, are no, one, three? A minion group of three. Okay. So that would be three. Three challenge dice, correct? No. No, no th- two. Right, two. Two. Two, and then two difficulty for mm. basic melee attack, uh, brawl attack, or uh, yuppers. 
And any defense on uh, Siler? No. No. But right. I'm a, but I but I'm flipping a story point, yelling all at right. the yelling at the guy, going, "What the hell? <laughs> We're <laughs> in the middle of negotiation." Well, apparently it didn't take well Updated. to being intim- intimidated <laughs> or <laughs> deceived. Oh, all right. So we've got a success. A threat and a, and two triumphs. Okay. <laughs> so uh, that's uh, one success, base damage, five, that's six damage. Okay, so I'll take, I could soak three of that. There we go. So my current wounds will be three. Oop. And got two threats. I don't know how you want to use that, but... Two threat. Um, we're gonna give. Uh, let me see. I think the two threat. We're gonna give him a. We're gonna give them a setback die on their next Set- attack. I believe. Setback dies on the next guy's attack, and we'll attack. We'll be attacking the slag one. All right. Put that there. All right, and I, I managed to do some damage, so we'll uh, do a crit on you. And two two triumphs. You you want to activate? Yeah, yeah. crits and then plus. Yeah, plus and it's got vicious vicious two, so it's a plus thirty. So plus thirty. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh my yeah. gosh, seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm taking pretty much the uh, irradiated human. Uh, All right. So a total of sixty-eight. That's a total of ninety-eight. Holy buckets! All right, Tony. Yeah, I know. What the hell? What is it? Do you have the? Do you have the? Oh, 98. Yeah, I got what it here. 98. You have it? Uh, yeah, crippled. Don't have the chart with me. Crippled. One of the target's limbs selected by the gem is impaired until this injury is healed. Increase the difficulty of all checks that require the use of that limb by one. Okay, well then, why don't we say that I've got, I'm pulling out my pistol, mm. right? And, and, and you've just, and you've crippled that arm, that mechanical right. arm. So sounds when I good. use it, pod potentially, right? Okay. Yep. Sounds good. Impair, uh, increase the difficulty. Oh my gosh! Nice. <laughs> All right. So, All right. Okay. And then the other so one will attack. Wait a second. Yep. Sorry. Other one? What? I thought you said there was one group of minions. One group. Yeah. Right. Sorry. One group. They, they attack as a group. Sorry. So our turn. Yep. Your turn. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, I had the die, and so you hear as the glowing uh, gets a little brighter as I get excited, and you just hear die from inside the corpse, mm. and the <laughs> eyes begin to glow brighter, and then a a ray shoots out of this Martian zombie's eyes at them at the group of them. Oh, okay. it's my flesh melter ray. Aha! Nice. <laughs> Nice, very nice. Yes. Um, and it's not working. Why not? Okay, uh, we'll do it from here. There we go. So it's at short range, or they're at engaged range. Uh, one of them is engaged range. The other two are just hanging back, but still pretty close, just behind them. As okay. A group. So engaged range. Yeah. Um, so they're a little close for my taste, mm-hmm. but so I'll uh, take that second. Uh, difficulty die because it's a ranged attack that I'm using. Right. Uh, but I did have an aim, and I will spend my maneuver to aim again. Okay. 
Um, and do they have any defense? Uh, nope. Okay. So here we go. Ooh. Okay. So I rolled four straight successes. Nothing else. So uh, that is going to be nine damage to damage. the minion group. So, okay. Sokobol. So Sokobol minus four. That's five. Yes. Cool. And my my flesh melter ray has uh, has the double barreled quality. So I could not activate it. I needed two um, right oh. two advantage in order to uh, hit it twice. Oh. Darn. So, yeah. All right. Yep. All That's right. my turn. All right. Siler? Siler is going to spend two strain to teleport to, um, what do you call it? To teleport to short range. Right. <laughs> what the fuck? Come on, we were negotiating. Um, and I am going to fire Sleeper. What's the uh-huh. name of my weapon? Um, nice. It's got Disorient 3 <laughs> on him. So uh, I have really no skill in this. Uh, this is going to be too. Because, you know, I'm freaking. You know, we don't fight, we talk. <laughs> Anyone who's going to send ghouls to collect ember is not a negotiator. Exactly. Um, so we'll try and shoot that one minion that he just hit. Um, All right. So that's going to be two. I'm at short range, which is one mm-hmm. purple. However, yep. that arm is got a crit on it, so that's going right. to be two purple. And then yep. I'm going to spend. Um, I'm going to spend two more strain to aim. All right, and I'm going to spend a story point to upgrade because it's a crippled yeah. arm. You know. Yeah, well, did we have Sparks. one before you did that? Yes, you did. Okay, then I'm definitely going to All right. spend one because a crippled arm, <laughs> shooting yeah. from my pizza plate. <laughs> <laughs> that just teleported. That just teleported. All right. And I'll give you, I'll get, I'll give you a boost that because you're teleporting and they've never seen that before. Awesome. Thank you, sir. <laughs> All right, here we go. Okay, um, the two threat that I rolled are canceled by the um, four advantage that I rolled. So I got one success, two advantage. Um, I'm definitely going to activate Disorient on that minion group. Um, It looks like the base damage is five, so six damage. To that one. Damage. So maybe I take out a minion, I think. Two. Two, that's seven. Yeah, one minion is down. Nice. So, Ooh, um... Two. Yep. All right, and disoriented. Yep, so that'll give them a setback die, and I think I also gave yes. them a setback die when they attacked us, so... Yep, I so they'll have two. You added the... Yep, I have the dice in front of me to remember. So the threat, right? Yeah, you know, when you hit me. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Yep. There we go. That's it. They're for me. Up. All right. So we go back up mm-hmm. to ghouls again. Yeah. But now their target is gone. It's like, where, where the hell do you go? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they do have this big. Well, not so big. So I did but, move. So you said that the ones on me were engaged. Yeah. The one that was on me was engaged, and you yeah. shot at it, right? So I'm going to move further away from them. So I'm actually, well, that's okay. I'm, I'm within short range of them. 
So yeah, there's a short range behind them or whatever. Sure. So they and their target is gone, but they just have this rotting Martians. Like ah, what the hell? We'll attack that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So again, the two yellow, two purple. Do you have any defense? Uh, Sly one? No defense, sorry. No, enough. They do have two, but they do two have, setback dice. But, but yeah. two setback dice as well. Mm-hmm. Going to spend a, a story point to upgrade. We get uh, an extra green dice. Are they uh, targeting me with um, a brawl check? Uh, uh, yes, they are. Then um, basically a brawl they will check. have to increase the difficulty twice Ooh, all to right. damage me. Uh, yes, That's because four. you're... That's four. Because I am incorporeal inside this meat uh, skeleton that I'm. This uh, I'm, this chunk of meat I pilot around. If I'm upgrading, the, I'm upgrading the difficulty or adding. No, you're to adding, the difficulty? increasing the okay. difficulty. So you're adding. All right. So it'll be four All right, purple. So four purple. All right. Fair Ooh. enough. Four purple, two blacks, and two green. So they'll uh, go for that. If you okay. can't hit my little buddy. <laughs> Yeah, so those are all those are all the blanks. Take those out. All right, that's a combination dice. Those cancel out there. This one cancels out there, and I'm left with a failure with a threat. <laughs> As awesome. they try to try to hit this little Martian uh, puppet. <laughs> oh, they can damage the the the, the body all they want. They're, they're probably scratching and clawing at the flesh, and there's chunks of Martian falling off, but it's not stopping me. No, exactly. <laughs> nice. It's not doing much, but it does cause a threat to them. How do you want to use that? Uh, just they're a little distracted. They think they're doing. They think they're doing yeah. well. There we go. So They'll get a setback set, die on their next check. Setback sounds good. Awesome. All right, next next per, next uh, initiative slot. Go ahead. I've got them distracted. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to do it? <laughs> Okay. Go ahead. I've got them distracted. I'm looking at my next body I'm going to inhabit anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is you hear you hear like a uh, like a mechanic like kind of something like, "Well, yeah, that that's still that I, I that's still really creepy, man. <laughs> I really don't understand." <laughs> oh, all right. So, let's see. So we got That's still so creepy. <laughs> still so creepy. All right, I'm going to aim for free. All right. So I have two green, a purple, and a blue. I'm going to spend a story point again. All right. And upgrade that, so. Very good. A yellow, green, and a blue against two purple. You good with that? Um, yeah, I'll, I'll upgrade once. Okay. Myself, you yeah. know. Okay. Okay, I believe I have rolled a complete, not a quite a complete wash. I'm left with a set. I'm I'm left with a um a a uh, advantage that I'm gonna pass a boost die on to my buddy here. I just right. start shooting at their feet and totally miss them, and they kind of right. look down <laughs> a little bit. So you got an opening. There you go, you creepy creepy bastard. Get him. <laughs> All um, right, go ahead. So I'm, <laughs> I none shall pass. <laughs> it's only a flesh wound, and I just try to melt them with my eye ray again. 
Right. Uh, I'll get the ember. No. <laughs> so they're distracted. I'll get the ember. up close personal. Yeah. Up close and personal. I'm going to use my maneuver to aim. We'll meet up at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um. Gosh, I'm going to spend a story point. Do we have one? Yep, you have two. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. I'm going to I'm going to spend one for an upgrade. All right. Add a green die to this. So I'm looking at two yellow, one green, two blue, and a two purple. Uh, let's let's upgrade one of those just for the hell of it, and you get your okay. your boost dies, of course, from your uh, your ally. Yep, that's one of my blue. One of the, right. the other one was from aiming. All right, all right. Let's roll the dice and see what we get. Holy cats! I have five successes and a triumph. So I'm going to spend the triumph to use to link it with oh, okay. double barrel. And um, so both my these greenish rays just shoot out of my eyes and start cutting them to cutting them to ribbons, awesome. melting the flesh right off their bones. Um, ten damage, twice. Ten, ten damage twice. Oh yeah, you destroy them. Oh. <laughs> As the hologram just looks over, the hologram looks on in horror. It's like, oh my god, by the by the maker. Mm-hmm. As I said, I'm right. looking at my next flesh suit. While you do that, and I teleport at the little Martian guy, and I and I <laughs> teleport, I teleport over to the amber and start hover and start harvesting it, <laughs> throwing it in my backpack. <laughs> See ya. Whole, that, that was that whole, was that was a hundred percent, zero percent, right? Negotiation. I, See ya. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get you again. I'll, I'll get my revenge, and he disappears. <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, that's pretty funny. I have no combat ability. Yeah. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> hey man, uh, I'm purdy. I'm not supposed to hit things. <laughs> that's it. Uh, that's why I'm looking at the stats on this thing. It's like, yeah, I'm not putting more than one group, one minion group. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a lot. I mean, but we have. <laughs> the nightmarish yeah. green goo <laughs> that's just what the fuck it's all about the money it's all about the ambits it's all about the ambits that's what I keep telling myself <laughs> we're making ambits it's all yeah. ours yes yes I'll buy yes, so much we are, creep <laughs> creepy imagine all the pizza imagine all the pizza <laughs> <laughs> no that's great alright <laughs> There you go. So there's the uh, an advantageous threat. So it, we tried to do a little bit of social encounter, but that degenerated really quickly. Yeah, not with a <laughs> not with Ilgax around. Yeah, yeah setting <laughs> okay. a precedence. Yeah, still think I still think you won tonight, dude. <laughs> with your species creation, I must say <laughs> that was great. Yeah, well done. You can Stephen. upgrade. Yeah, thank you. You can upgrade your body now to something that has scythe and <laughs> scythe like. <laughs> Claws. Oh my gosh. Maybe. You're going to have it one of these? And Maybe. And, I thought they're radiation gold? filled. I don't know if I want to be inside one of those radiation filled bodies. It's probably not <gasps> oh, good for me. Oh, wait a second. Well, I, I'm I, pretty sure we well, need to make well, a now, resilience check right now, though, don't we? Yes. Yes. Okay. You each were. Let's well, do it. What, Why not? At least one of you were hit. And you I, were. I was hit. What was it? It's resilience. It's a hard resilience yeah. check. Hard, hard resilience check. Hard resilience check. But instead uh, of having what the radiation thing, I would I was thinking, 
you get to, to roll again on uh, the uh, one of the features like to, for, for mutations. Oh, so I get a mutation if I fail? Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great. Um, okay, so you may so, want to fail. <laughs> so, well, I might because I have two green <laughs> against three purple. But you know how I roll. I roll. Yeah. All right, I'm going to roll it. Here we go. Unless you want to do something to this or just let me roll it. No, no. Percentage. Go ahead. All right. I <laughs> I succeeded. <laughs> that shocks uh, me. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I succeeded, however, to threat. Succeeded uh, all right. to threat. To success right. well, to threat. Well, so you don't get uh you don't get mutated, but maybe for now, you know, you would get a uh, some residual effect to any kind of social encounter you 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 seem off. You know, people deal with you like, wait a minute, something's odd about him. For like the next <laughs> social encounter or something. Yeah. All yeah. right. So if we start combat again, round zero, I'll have a setback die or something. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. But that's, yep. All right. Well Thanks. done, Stefan. There we Thanks, go. buddy. Thank you. No problem. Thank you. All right. Alright, well, that's our show for the night, folks. Um, so next time, we're going to jump back into the Extended Player's Guide and take a look at the Adversary Rating System. So, um, yeah, I'd like to pull that apart a little bit and check it out. That'll be that'll be pretty good. We'll go into that in a little more details. So, yep. Yeah, so um, what do we have for feedback, listener feedback there, Stefan? Uh, we did get a little bit of feedback from uh, someone on Twitter who engaged a little bit in uh, back and forth. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate Nate six four two is his uh, handle. So he asks uh, initially, when placing minion groups on the table, do you put one miniature for each minion in a group, or one miniature to represent a minion group? To which I replied, well. It depends a little bit on in my case. Uh, if the entire minion group is roughly in the same area or in a cluster, in a group, I'll use one minion to represent them, and then I'll just remind the players how many actual minions are uh, are in each. But sometimes, you know, uh, a minion group may sp- spread out a little bit. They'll still stay within very, very close range of each other. Uh, but then in that case, I would use uh, different minions for each. So that so uh, he replied, "Wait, they can be spread out. I thought they had to stay in engaged range. Do they still get, you know, skill bonuses if they are spread out?" And uh, I again replied, I, "Well, I've had them spread out a little bit, short range maximum, you know, between any two minions. Uh, and yes, I'd still give them the same bonuses. Uh, and any fur- but any further than that, then there'd be like considered smaller groups." But uh, there's no hard and fast rules that states the group has to be within engaged range of each other. But more often than not, they will be. And as an example, I gave, like, for example, a group of four could take cover behind a low wall. They're all standing in a line next to each other. So, you know, minion one is not within engaged range of minion number four, but he is engaged to minion number two, who's engaged to minion number four, and so forth. So at least they're still grouped together. Uh, someone else uh, on the forge 
uh, had said and replied as well, prepare to have your mind blown. Minion groups can even split into different groups and merge to form larger groups. So that's, yeah, they are a little bit fluid. You know, you think of them a bit more narratively. And so, for example, a, a group gets whittled down to half their force, they, to two guys perhaps, they can join another group of four and become a minion group of six. Yep, they can be split. They can be yep. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. instead two groups of three. You know. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I actually uh, have done a lot of face to face with uh, Star Wars, mm-hmm. and one of the things that um, in that is stormtroopers are minions. So you do a lot of minions when you're running Star Wars, and I always use one mini myself, and um, to represent a minion group with the exception of one time where I had the minions um, were kind of up on a raised platform that was at medium range from the players who were down below the whole group was spread out around the platform but since the medium range difference was straight up um, they were shooting down at the uh, the, the player characters and uh, so they, they were the spread out. Yeah, they were spread out with the high ground. They were getting boost dice for that because, you know, you do. And uh, But when one of the characters um, used a jetpack to leap up there, I split them into two minion groups on either side of this raised platform. I split them to actually into two minion groups uh, yeah. because he was then an engaged range from two of them, but at short range from the other two. So it made sense to split them off into two separate minion groups then. Right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, and I think you did the same thing during a game at the Con on the Cob with uh, uh, the Mac, uh, you know, your Machina uh, setting. Yeah, uh, a little, the ghosts. Yeah. Uh, so they were still in the room, but there were different mini minis, and I remember my character, Zandra, you know, shooting them at them individually because we were spread out a little bit. But there's still a minion group, so you one one die roll for all of them. Yeah. So yeah, you can totally play with that concept, and just keep in mind that the combat's fluid. Do what mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, yeah. If your minions are close together, if they're bunched up, one mini's fine. Um, yeah. If they're spread out, couple minis is fine too. If you've got a hundred zombie minis and you want to really overwhelm your characters with a hundred zombie minis yeah. on the table, but you only want to do, you know, four minion groups of twenty five. <laughs> yeah. That would be hell on earth. Five um, minion groups of five. <laughs> that would suck. Uh, or, that would be horrible. Uh, you have twenty five out there. 20, uh, five maybe twenty minion groups of five. <laughs> <laughs> the horde, a horde coming. A oh, horde, yeah. yes. Oh yeah. Yep, I, yep. I would run the other way, just saying. But <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I would be teleporting the fuck out of there <laughs> in my little, well, on my little pizza plate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The first time I, I GM'd for some friends face to face here, uh, my Dragon Star campaign, we did a little bit of a mock combat to get them used to it and couple of minions groups. So they said, oh, they're minions. We'll take care of the big bad guy first. They realized, wait a minute. The minions groups, when they start succeeding, they can be deadly. It's like, uh-huh. Oh, yeah. 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 Don't whittle them down. That's yeah. right. That's right. So and don't they, forget that, don't forget that, you know, when, as minions are being um, taken mm-hmm. out of a group, 
you know, reducing that difficulty, you know, yeah. you know, decreasing no, the difficulty, right, as you're doing it. So their skills, yeah, they mm-hmm. decrease. And then so. when you now, as then, an audible here, mm-hmm. sorry, Chris, go ahead. And then when you do start merging those minion groups back together, if there's just one minion left in a minion group, merging it into another minion group is totally cool, right? Yeah. And then just don't forget to you know upgrade those difficulties when you do that. So change the wounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Change your wounds too. Yep. Yep. Now, um, one thing uh, as a just a GM note: uh, if you're going to use a single mini to represent a group of uh, creatures, you could put a d6 next to it Yep. Uh, to, to, to indicate the number mm-hmm. of minions in that group. Yeah, that's a good right. idea. So or anything to mark it. Yeah, anything to mark it with, with it. Yeah. D6s are really good. Maybe D4. Yeah, because, I mean, you're not going to have unless you're fight, unless your GM is Jamie Pearson who likes minion groups of nine, um, <laughs> your, your minion groups are never going to have more than four or five Sometimes six tops, maybe. Yeah, because yeah. that's a lot of upgraded skill checks. Mm-hmm. Well, if you have a mini group well, of six, you're there. It's going to be five yellow dice and a green one when they're making any check with the group skill. So that's nasty. Well, that's, that's yeah. That's it. Yeah, that's pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I, I like to to keep it to three or four, and even if they're merging again, it's like yeah, they're merging, but there'll be like three groups of three instead of one group of six. Two groups of three. I mean, mm-hmm. makes it easier for at least on my end, and they're still pretty effective. You know, it's still a couple of uh, pretty decent of yellow dice. Yeah. So there you go. So thank you, Nate, for your question. I hope we uh, were able to uh, to illuminate a little bit, and I hope even our uh, Twitter interaction helped. Cool. All right. And, well, and hopefully it helped than, other people. Sorry. No, you're all right. Other than Twitter, there's other ways to reach out to us. Um, of course, there is Twitter. That's at FTN underscore Genesis. But there's also Finding the Narrative Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Finding the Narrative on Facebook. You can reach out to Stefan and myself there. Uh, you can talk to all three of us at Finding the Narrative on MeWe. And uh, yeah, go out and listen to us on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play, Spotify, others. Yep. Thanks, folks. This is Tony saying, let's tell a story and spend a story point. And this is Stefan saying, dare to ask for those boost dice, just like my co-hosts have been doing. (laughs) And then remember the rule of cool. Also remember to feed your green goo of a buddy or else he's going to eat you. (laughs) But uh, just have fun doing it. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, is not affiliated with or endorsed by any companies mentioned on this show. Any of the products mentioned on our show or appear on our website are the property and copyright of their respected owners. All items are used under fair use and educational and review purposes. All other items are the intellectual property of Finding the Narrative, a Genesis RPG podcast, copyright 2020, all rights reserved.